John Burton. You can also watch him on television as well. Yeah. News Channel 5. JB, what's up? Good afternoon, man. How are we doing? Do you know who Morgan Wallen is? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Do you know who T.I. is? Of course. Okay. I, so I actually saw T.I. He's doing stand-up comedy now. I've seen I that. Saw I've seen that, yeah. I, I saw him at the, uh, at the uh, what do you call it? What's the, what's the comedy place here in Nashville? Zanies. Zanies. Yeah, I saw him at Zanies uh, late last summer. He's pretty funny. Wow. <laughs> why, why would he be de- – so was it like he's open mic yeah. night or just like he's like really trying to be a comedian? No, he's all into it, Darren. He okay. actually has been touring, um, doing clubs all over the country. Um, he just said, you know what, I can't be the drug-dealing gangster rapper all my life. I'm <laughs> in my 40s now. i got a family. i got to try something else. So – he wanted to give stand up and like he's actually paying his dues. He's not like, hey, I'm TI, put me put me here, put me there. He's like playing small clubs all over the country and working on his act. He's he's pretty funny actually. He's, John, he's told some good stories. John, I have to be fair to T I wasn't it wasn't drugs, it was guns, man. Okay. All right, all right. Look. Well, you know. When I hear when I hear rubber band man, okay, when you you know yeah. when you're carrying a big wads of cash in a rubber band and not a wallet or a billfold, yeah. you, that usually tells me it's probably has to do with some kind of illegal narcotics. But who am I to judge, yeah, right? Wild as the Taliban. Yeah, I got you. That's right. <laughs> these are all these are the crossroads all of us face when we get in our forties. So we're all no we understand. We understand. Yeah, T.I., we understand. Uh biggest name you saw or talked to at the combine was whom? Well, I mean, you know, we were only there for, for one day. We were there on Tuesday. We got back Tuesday night, so it'd probably be Take your pick, Rand Carthon or Mike Vrabel or Tim Kelly, the new offensive coordinator. So, um, you know, listen, I got a little bit of information out of those guys, a lot of word salad in a lot of that. But, uh, you know, my biggest thing, guys, is trying to figure out what this dynamic is, is between Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel because I asked both men at different points, you know, when they were made available to the media, uh, you know, what the working relationship is going to be like and in the – inevitable occurrence that there's going to be a difference of opinion, whether it's a draft pick or a roster move or whatever, I asked both who breaks the tie. And they were both like, well, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. We're not really thinking about that right now. And I'm like, okay, right? Because, Mm -hmm. like, if Rand Carthon is there to be the GM, he's the GM. You know, is he there to make decisions or is he there to basically – Placate and do whatever Mike Vrabel wants. That's the that's the question I still haven't uh, had answered. So um, we'll see how it works out during this draft evaluation process as they meet with players, and of course they'll you know they'll meet with guys down, uh, in Indianapolis, and of course on their pro days they'll go to pro days and they'll bring guys into the facility here in Nashville uh, to talk to them. But that was the one thing that kind of left me scratching my head. Like, you know, is it Miss Amy that breaks the tie? I don't know. So I guess, like you said, we'll uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. All right, let me uh, tell you the, one of the quotes that I heard from up there that had me tilting my head like my German Shepherd when he hears something weird. Tim sure. Kelly saying that he didn't believe the offense was predictable last year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm well, going to have to respectfully disagree with that. Yeah. But, you know, it's, you know, Darren, and, and uh, it's, it's so funny, guys, because I, I, you know, I was at that Saturday night game in Jacksonville, where it was that winner go home, you know, winner wins the AFC South final regular season mm-hmm. game, the whole deal. You guys know, and we were literally, my colleagues and I were literally chuckling in the press box every time the Titans 
started the possession, we're all like looking at each other like, first down run? First down run? You think it's going to be a first down run? It was a first down run. Yeah. I think what Kelly was trying to do, guys, was basically he didn't want to dance on uh, on the previous OC's grave, right? He didn't want to dance on Tom Downing's grave and, 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 and try to show him a little respect going out the door. But we all know the Titans' offense was predictable. Tim Kelly knows it. He just didn't want to say it publicly. And instead, he wanted to, you know, move it forward and talk about, well, we're going to be able to be more dynamic and we're going to be able to run multiple plays out of, multi, you know, at a, you know, multiple formations. So we're a little less predictable. So he, he didn't cop to the fact that the Titans offense was predictable last year. We all know it was, but I felt like he was just trying not to, you know, you know, add injury to insult to Todd Downing, given all he's been through. Well, even if we were all feeling really, really good, you know, it's March, it's spring, we've had great weather, it's been almost 80 degrees, and everybody's in a good mood. Even if we were all feeling that warm and fuzzy, we could give him the first half. But, man, you can't tell me. that. Look, the whole league had figured them out in the second half, John, because they couldn't <laughs> score a point in the second half. For almost an yep. entire season, so you can't tell us you weren't predictable in the second half because clearly the whole league had figured you out by halftime. Yeah, you're you're 100 right. And Tim Kelly was asked about that, and they said that's something that they're trying to work on. And again, that comes from being able to run a, a number of plays from a number of different formations because you know you guys know a lot of times smart defensive coordinators know, okay, if they're in 11, they're probably going to do this, this or that. If they're in 12, they're probably going to run these types of plays. You know, they've, they've got to be more dynamic in the second half. They've got to score more points in the second half. I mean, how many, you know, wins did they leave on the table, right? I think about the opener against the Giants. You know, they were cruising and couldn't get anything done in the second half except for a one score and allowed the Giants to get back in the game and eventually win it. We've seen that a number of times. The Raiders almost came back on them and won. So we've seen that a number of times. That I would I would have to imagine that that is a high priority for Kelly and the offensive staff to figure out, you know, how to keep it going when you have a strong first half offensively. You know, let keep that going after halftime. That's that's probably high on his list of things to do. I would imagine. I want to get your take, John. On you saw the dynamic in person, so I want your your eyeballs to help answer mm-hmm. this. The body language that you saw from Rand Carthon and the body language from Mike Vrabel, really more on the Rand side. Whenever people are asking questions about, you know, what what is this team doing? You know, you know, rebuilding, mm-hmm. retool. You know, the Predators are going through the same thing, right? Like David Poyle really hesitates to ever use the word rebuild. I get it. Retooling, whatever. However we want to package that word. And Rand Carthon is, you know, saying, because I get it. Nobody ever wants to admit that. But what is your vibe of really the direction they're going this offseason? Do they believe, like, look, if we just get good players in here that can actually help us rather than keep, you know, drafting bus picks and bus free agents, like, this thing can be turned around literally overnight? Or do you think that they believe, again, I'm just asking you to read into their body language that this is going to take some time? What, what do you think is the real answer? I think they believe the former. I think they believe that, you know, getting Harold Landry back, getting that defense back up and running, which was a really good defense last year, figuring out, you know, what to do on the offensive line, getting another decent year from Derrick Henry, and having presumably Ryan Tannehill in a quarterback, get him a couple more weapons, they feel like, you know, they can get right back on track. I don't think that's necessarily the case from where I sit, but 
Yeah, judging by the vibes I get from them, they feel like, you know, we're just a good, productive offseason away from being right back there as, you know, AFC South title contenders and, and making another run in the playoffs. I, like I said, I don't know if I necessarily am on board with that, but certainly that's the vibe I get from Rand Carthon. It's hard to read Vrabel because he just, he doesn't give you much in press conferences and you can tell he doesn't really want to be there and talk in the first place. So, you know, but Carthon seems really excited about the process, about putting a team together. And now he finally, you know, he's getting his opportunity now to really, really put his staff on a football team. So I think he's, he's excited and ready to go. And I think he, he probably, Excuse me. I think he probably feels like, yeah, you know, if I can make a couple good moves in free agency, you know, draft some good players, fill some holes, we can be right back where we were. But I, t- I tend to feel the Titans are more where the Preds are, to be honest with you, kind of at a crossroads. But Ooh, we'll okay. see. Hmm. Did you get a vibe whether or not Ryan Tannehill is going to be the quarterback of this football team next year? Because we kept getting – well, he's a Titan, and he's going to be here. He's However, he's under contract. He's under contract. We're, <laughs> but we're always looking for the best people, no matter who they might be, whether it's Joshua Jobs or Malik or somebody else behind a good offensive line. But you know, we we respect Ryan and his ability, and you know, we know he's working hard. But we're also on the lookout for the best football players that we can find. <laughs> what is going? What are we doing, man? Is is seventeen coming back? Or what are we doing, Justin? That's the kind of the word salad I was referring to <laughs> earlier, right? There was just a lot of that going on 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 Tuesday when these men spoke. So it's like they're playing off was, against each other, John. It's almost like okay, I'm going to say I this, know. then you say that, then I'm going to say this, then you then you follow right, right behind me like and say something script. contradictory. It's like, are y'all playing? Right, no. like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> no, that's a great point, Justin, because. All right, you had Rand Carthon saying, and I'm pretty much quoting him directly here, Ryan Tannehill is under contract and he will be a Titan. Yes. But his voice kind of trailed off when he said that, if you go back and listen to it, okay? Then you have Rabel saying, you know, we've got to get better at all positions and we'll explore this and we'll explore that, blah, blah, blah. And I think Tim Kelly has been instructed not to be very specific about any player, so – he was non-committal on that. So you have two non-committals and one kind of, sort of committal, I guess, from Carton. So the only thing I can think of uh, deduce with this guys is Ryan Tannehill is the Titans quarterback until he's not. <laughs> you know, I think. <laughs> wow, I think that's, that's, that's basically what they you were saying. You went to Indianapolis right? for that? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got. Jeez. <laughs> We wasted we wasted a night in the hotel, all that gas, My you goodness. know, meals on the company for that. <laughs> well, you know, Trey Lance is still under contract in San Francisco, <laughs> right? And you know, you know, we got you know, got a couple of other guys. Aaron Rodgers is a Aaron Packer Rodgers still until a Packer he's not right now, you know. <laughs> right. And there's this kid in New York who's still the quarterback. I don't know if you know, he gonna be there. I mean, by the way, did you get Derek's car? Uh, Derek's car. Derek Carr's card. Was he just walking around handing out cards, <laughs> JB? <laughs> That's a good one. No, I did not see Derek Carr, but uh, I guess he was in Indy talking to a bunch of teams. A, I didn't see him, though. Is that not the know, weirdest story? He's just walking around the combines. Hi, I'm Derek Carr. You want to interview me? <laughs> yeah, I did. You know what? It's funny because I, I would have talked to him, obviously. Um, but I think, I think the thing with Tannehill, I think, and, you know, this is just – what I gather, and I don't know this for sure, but I would just say that the plan for now is to go into this season with Ryan Tannehill as the starting quarterback. But if something were to happen 
or they decide, you know what, maybe we should make up a June first cut, or you know, I don't, I don't see them, you know, parting ways with him and then bring in a guy like Derek Carr because he's the same guy. You know, I'd rather actually have Tannehill than Derek Carr to be honest with you, or Jimmy G, or some of these other <coughs> tier two soon to be free agent quarterbacks. Now, Lamar Jackson, that that's a different story, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah. I think the plan is to go in with Tannehill, but they're going to see. What's out there vis-a-vis the draft? Uh, you know, it's it's yeah. I'm as I'm as confused as you are. Bottom line, okay. But I think it's going right. to be Tannehill. But say maybe <laughs> if I was there looking at him, maybe it'd be different. But apparently not. Well, no, um, John was, and he's still. Yeah, I don't that's think what I'm saying. Apparently not. Nothing's apparently been nothing's up. been you know clear. <laughs> you know. All right. So, John, let me ask you about this. Uh, the the general manager uh, was talking about the fact that uh, they want guys who. Uh, can play multiple positions. Uh, they want guys. He said they had a positionless offense, which I'm slowing down to say that because I don't think I've ever heard those words before. But uh, mm. Rand Carthon said uh, just yesterday there in Indianapolis, by the end of our time in San Francisco, we were running a, a, a positionless offense uh, because you know we were lining up Debo Samuels here. We were lining up. Uh, McCaffrey over there, you know, he may seem like they want guys who are extremely versatile, which is something that the Titans in years past have not really specialized in doing. They have blocking tight ends and they have tight ends who are there to catch. And then they have, you know, guys who are there for pass for protection and guys who are there for run. So how do you think you believe him when he says that? And how do you think that's going to change the makeup here of this of this roster? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, yeah, I, I do believe him, and I think a lot of GMs and coaches look for guys that have that kind of versatility, right? If you're if you're a receiver, you know, are you able to work inside and or outside? If you're a defensive back, can you play the slot and can you play outside as well? Um, you know, if you're a, a, a edge rusher, can you stand up or also rush with your hand in the ground? I think that's kind of what he meant uh, along those lines. I think Debo Samuel is kind of an outlier, you know. With all the things that he can do, and I guess you throw McCaffrey in that in that uh, uh, pile as well. But the biggest thing is, I think they want guys that have speed, versatility, and uh, the ability to make explosive plays. Hmm. I think the Titans' biggest downfield pass last year was maybe like forty yards or something like that. And I could be wrong; you can fact check me on that. But I think that's what it all ties in, right? You want to be able to be versatile, play a number of different positions within your position group, right? You want to be able to have speed. You you, you need to be, be able to make uh, big plays down the field, explosive plays that the coaches talk about. So I would look for the Titans to look for more of those guys in the draft and, you know, maybe even free agency as well because, you know, coaches always say, right, guys, the more you can do, and this is a more-you-can-do league now. Guys are doing different things. You've got guys like Debo Samuel, wide receivers playing running back. You've got – you know, a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who was a running back, but you can also put him out in the slot and do different things with him. So to be able to have that kind of versatility, especially offensively, to have opposing defenses guessing, that's to your advantage. So I would imagine that those are the type of players that, you know, they'll try to look for in the draft, you know, coming up this spring. Last but not least for me, John, is the analytics. Uh, what struck me about some of the the comments there from Rand Carthon was uh, the fact that his assistant GM – has his own analytics software, apparently, that he brings with him, that he developed on his own. Uh, and it seems to be like a big part of what they do 
is examining the analytics. And, and listen, Mike Vrabel talked a lot about analytics last year. They were using some things, but not like Rand Carthon. He's talking a lot about analytics and the way uh, that he scouts players. Have you picked that up? Yeah, I mean that's what they were talking about. I mean we haven't we haven't talked to the new assistant GM yet. I mean that's that's pretty cool. A guy came up with his own software. I mean, that's definitely not something I would be able to do. I'm not smart <laughs> enough to do that. But I think you guys know that you know today in the NFL you need your football guy, right? You need your your Jimmys and Joes guy, and then you know you can go to your assistant GM who who's got the analytical background and say, all right, this is what I want to do. I want this, this, and this. You crunch the numbers and tell me, you know, what is my, you know, success rate going to be? And that's that nice uh, marriage because a lot of teams get that wrong, right? And, and a lot of GMs, old school GMs, you know, they reject analytics. So to be able to have a, a guy like Carthon who understands players, who understands, you know, schemes and how to put things together and bring in the right players, hopefully, now you have your analytics guy that can say, all right, I'm interested in player X. What can you tell me about him? Well, based on, you know, my calculations, you have about a, you know, 74% chance that this guy will be a good player. You know what I'm saying? It's probably not that simple. It's probably more complex than that. But you need that marriage of, you know, the personnel guy, the guy that understands players, how, you know, who is the right fit for your team. And then you go to your analytical guy to say, okay, how can I put this player that I want to take and put them in the best position to be successful based on your analytical analysis i mean it's it's pretty fascinating like i'm always i'm bad at math bad at numbers i could never be the analytical guy but it really is you know fascinating that you know we always uh think of analytics with uh baseball and now it's really really gotten into football the last couple of years so i think Rand carthon is smart to have an analytical guy as his right hand man to be able to help him and Rabel put a team together all right, finish up with this. We're about two weeks away from the free agency period beginning. Uh, I won't. I mean, if you want to throw that in there, but I won't put you on the spot and say, "Hey, give us a name where you nah. think you're going to sign." But what do you think would be the position? What is going to be that first move under new GM Rand Carthon, uh, in your opinion? Hmm. Position wise, that's a great question, D Mac. Because there are a lot on the table, right? Offensive line, middle linebacker, wide receiver. Um, I would guess they're going to try to build offensive line through the draft receiver as well. So I'll say middle linebacker. I don't. I haven't mm. checked to see what the what the uh, what the uh, shopping list would be for middle linebackers free agency wise. But just to throw out a guess here, I'll I'll say middle linebacker. But that is subject to change, and certainly don't quote me on that. <laughs> well. You're quoting me on that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> you know we're kind of live on the air, but sure. <laughs> right? Do you do you think they're bringing back David Long? It, I, you know what, Darren? It just doesn't feel like they are. It doesn't I mean, feel. Like, I agree with you. It doesn't. It doesn't right? feel that it, it, way. His name was on we, the we naughty talk, list. We, we talked. We talked to David on Baggy Day, and you know he was just like, "Yeah, I'd love to be back. I hope to be back." And you know, Rabel was asked about him the other day, and he's like, "Yeah, he's a." terrific player we respect him and yada 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 and you know but it didn't seem like you know no one really made a, a definitive statement saying yeah we are actively trying to get him re-signed so if i had to guess i would say he's probably going to hit the free agent market hmm. wouldn't coach Vrabel say yeah we respect this fitzpatrick at this point i mean this is kind of what right <laughs> okay just want to establish that 
Yeah, I mean that's yeah that's 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 the life of covering Mike Vrabel, Justin. It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's a thrill a minute. <laughs> JB, good stuff. Appreciate it. Uh, glad you're back, and oh, uh, we'll be God. listening tomorrow morning, starting at nine o'clock. Thanks, guys. Always uh, ready and willing to come on your show. Uh, those bozos that come on after you, that's a different story. But love you guys, man. <laughs> Appreciate it, John. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the AC on. It's getting hot I don't here. Wanna, I don't want to know 